morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, January 27th, 2019, in this freezing cold weather. I am your host, Hertzie Hertz, and we're here in studio and joining me on Skype is Chelsea Pine, author of the soon-to-be book. Well, I think it is a book, but Stinky Stardust Feet. <laughs> Chelsea was raised a teenager in the South and attended Catholic high school and attended Catholic school. Hey, I was also Catholic, raised Catholic. Uh, her parents took her to Mass and told her to pray every night, but that faded out as a teenager. Several years of traveling has made her realize that the narrow-mindedness and sheltered of the up, her upbringing, and now she's working to change that for kids everywhere. Chelsea, welcome to Atheist Talk. Yes, hello. Thank you. Yes. Oh, I got one one last thing to say real quick. Um, this is an okay. open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at, at Atheist Talk, or check out the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we are live. But you can always email, tweet, comment, or message us whether you're listening on the podcast, listening live or to the podcast. Oh my goodness, it is morning. Ah. <laughs> again, welcome. Yes, thank you again. <laughs> so let's first dive straight into the book, which is called Stinky Stardust Feet, which is on Kickstarter, which will be linked to the podcast and in our on our Facebook feed. And I'll get to the Twitter in just a moment. But tell us, what what is Stinky Stardust Feet? So it's a children's book that I wrote, and it's about science, evolution, religion, sort of how they all play a part um, or how we see them all. And um, I chose Stinky Stardust Feet because my character, his name is Judas, uh, he has all these questions. And one of the questions is, why does his feet smell like rotten onions? Not just onions, but rotten onions. So you can imagine what he must be going through, right? And so the book takes him on this journey of all these questions that kids might think about, not just why they are smelly, but, um, you know, uh, according to their belief system or or if they're just curious. So so Stinky Stardust Feet is, is his little title of of coming from Stardust and uh, – but at the same time, it's not his destiny to have stinky feet, if that makes sense. He's going to find Dr. Odor Eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, it, so it touches on the basis of science, evolution, and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, does it do it? Like, can you explain how it touches on the religious pieces? Yeah. Um, well, for one, it talks about uh, you know, the things we believed, uh, over time, you know, we, t- we take traditions in our cultures and we, well, like we form them into religion. And so the book goes on to show that, you know, Helios, the Greek sun God, people used to think he pulled the sun across the sky and that's why we had light. And, uh, it kind of points out the silliness of it all. And so, uh, and actually, Judas, as he goes along in the book, his character develops. He's, like, evolving. Uh, and so he gets more detail and, and everything. And so as he's learning, like, oh, okay, so 
like these religions were just kind of because we didn't know the answer to things. But the more we use science, we can figure out, you know, the solutions to our problems or to our questions. And so in a way it, it points out the silliness in, um, in these religions, mythologies, and, and maybe that gets reflected back into uh, Christianity as well. And um, it talks about mostly science versus religion. So what can, what can happen in six days according to science? It's like, oh, well, gray whale can uh, swim the length, almost the length of the California coastline. So it's like kind of cute little ways of introducing the topics and uh, that will hopefully be a starting point for uh, parents and kids to explore the topics even more. Nice. So I have to ask, the name Judas, mm-hmm. is there a, a reason for that? Well, yeah. Well, one, Judas, I like the name. I think it's a really nice name. It is, um, it is a good name. It's just one of those, that's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that, that's, as someone who grew up Catholic, that has a lot of connotation in there. Right. Um, because in the end, I want the book, I don't want it to be so in your face, religion is bad, it's wrong. Uh, but I do want it to sort of, you know, make things or make kids think about these things. So there is a connection back to uh, the Bible. And, you know, Judas, he's seen as the, the villain of the Bible almost, you know, mm-hmm. like he he screwed over Jesus. Um, but actually, and I talked to some Christians about it and they were telling me, well, you know, actually Judas played an important role. He had to fulfill this destiny for Jesus to die and come back. And they're like, he gets cast as the bad character. Well, for me, Judas is, he is the guy that is not accepting Jesus's claims. Uh, He's curious, he's asking questions, and he's challenging authority, which I think are all good traits. And I think it's fine for kids to be uh, skeptical about things. Um, So for me, it's more like the... A new spin on Judas. You know, he's misunderstood, but it, actually he's a good guy. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. So admittedly, I haven't, I was going to say, because I don't think, has the book been published? It's not published yet because you've got it on Kickstarter, right? Right, right. So um, I'm working, well, my artist is working on the last of the illustrations. We have a few more scenes to go. And once she's finished... Uh, and the Kickstarter ends in four days. So if that's uh, over, then I put in my order, uh, format the book, and I get it printed. So very close to publication. Nice, because I was going to be like, I haven't read it yet. Uh, what mm-hmm. is, what's your favorite page so far? So, well, that's a tough question. I mean, that the illustrations are adorable, and there's the one of an animal web, and it, it shows the evolution from the first true cells and how they branch off into, you know, like little worms and jellies and fish and reptiles, and then another one goes into plants. And um, just the way that it's uh, drawn is so beautiful. Um, but there's many of my scenes are funny, so the character is doing really silly things. Um Basically, at the end of the book, he uses the scientific method, and he figures out he needs to wash his socks. That's why his feet are so sticky. It's about personal <laughs> hygiene, right? So, 
it's like pretty simple. He has this huge problem. This is a big problem for him. But in the end, it's like, you know, we just have to follow these steps, make some observations, conduct an experiment, wash your socks. And, um, and I like this scene because, um, you know, he, the whole book, he's got these little stinky feet, but here he takes off his shoes and, uh, his socks and his feet and he puts them all in the washer. And so they're all, he's like washing his feet. Um, <laughs> it's just like a silly little cartoon, but, um. Uh, the whole, just about every scene, there's something a little funny going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I work with a, a girl here. I tutor her. And so I have her read through it. And she's been pointing out all the little funny things that I was hoping she would find, but also some things that I never realized before. And, and to see that is really cool. So it's a good, uh, a test subject. I guess you could say that kids are enjoying it. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. I also like that it kind of gives it a, a little bit of an Ackman's razor because, you know, one of the ideas is the simplest solution is usually, I mean, not always, but usually yeah. the most, the most, the most right. And it's like, it's nice to have that, that thing. He goes through all this and it's like, well, you just need to wash your socks. Oh, yeah, you exactly. learned a lot more. It's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> You've learned a lot, which yeah, is we, great. We had to take him through the big bang to discover that, uh. He's been wearing the same socks for two weeks. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a boy, you know. Sometimes time flies. So true. Well, I would say he's, they're a kid. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I had done something like that as a child. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all been there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, great. Um. Let's see here. Sorry, I'm looking through the email that you sent me bef- um, earlier, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, see, I don't want to talk about your past just yet because we have a commercial break coming up in about a minute and a half. Okay. Um, but what's your favorite part about Judas? Uh, well, he's a skeptic, and I think he's... You know, this whole, through the whole story, he's like, this makes no sense. And then, uh, he learns information and he's like, and the narrator's telling him, oh, you come from stardust. Like, this is really special, actually. And so he's like, oh, I'm a star. And he like just becomes this, this kid with this big idea. And, uh, I don't know. You see it in him that he's got this curiosity. But at the same time, he's like, he's not taking it all for granted. And, uh, you know, he's challenging her, which is what I want kids to do. Um, not just take everything as fact because they hear someone powerful or popular make this claim. You know, I want them to uh, to challenge it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, please do stay with us for through the break. We'll return to Atheist Talk mm-hmm. with Chelsea Pine talking about uh, Stinky Stardust Feet. I'm Hertzie Hertz. You're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, talking with Chelsea Pine on her book, Stinky Stardust Feet. 
now on Kickstarter. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you want to get involved in the conversation with Chelsea and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk using, our face, using the Facebook page. Oh, excuse me. And of course, I am going to plug this just a little bit more about her Kickstarter campaign. If you support for $25, not – oh. That's gonna. Oh, hold on. There it is. You get it. Not only a signed copy and an ebook, but a personalized thank you haiku. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> how many haikus that's have priceless. you? How many haikus have you written so far? Well, in the past, I've written plenty of haikus. I don't know why I like them so much, but um, I haven't started yet on um, filling the rewards. I'll be doing that pretty much this coming week. So it's, I'm excited about that. Awesome. Yes, I I definitely have pledged for my nibbling and I'm excited <laughs> about the haiku. Like I like mm-hmm. the idea of haikus, but I but I'm one of those where I could never put like just randomly put one together cuz my brain doesn't count like that. <laughs> okay. Uh so I'm always impressed when people can do haikus just kind of off the cuff. Yeah, All right. It takes practice. Oh, I'm sure. So, we've talked about the book is it is it all right if we talk about your past? Sure. All right. So you said that you were raised in the South and attended a Catholic school. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I only went to three years of Catholic school, but it was up north. So how was your experience down south with that, with Catholicism? Because I know that's a very Baptist and evangelical area down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have churches on every street corner. Oof. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> I went to Catholic school um, until second grade, and then I actually had my parents switch me over to public school. But I actually find that it was almost like more religious in my public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catholic school was fine for me. I didn't like mass. We had to go, and so we did. Um, but it was, you know, it was just like any other school other than having to attend mass uh, but then I went to public school, and then I went to a public high school, and I actually got really involved with, um, like, young, young Life and Bible studies and that sort of stuff. And, and that was very popular where I was from, so it was almost like that's the route you had to go, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Well, you didn't have to, but everybody did it, and you wanted to be like everybody else, so you should do it too. So what was the, was there like a particular nugget that just started turning into, hey, wait a minute, something's up? Well, not through high school. Um, I really enjoyed being in that that little community I had. Um, but it's funny because I remember being in these Bible studies and people, you know, talking about what was on their hearts and how, what Jesus has done for them, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like I couldn't connect, you know. Um, so it was really strange for me. Like, what am I missing? Like, mm-hmm. I'm praying too, um, and you know, I prayed every night, and I thought that's why I had such a good life. It's because I prayed, 
And then I stopped praying and nothing changed. And I realized I've, I've just been lucky in the sense that I had good parents. I had a good society where, you know, it was, it was an easier life for me. And, and I have a good life today because I make my own decisions. And, um, but I, I stepped away from, from the religious side after college, a college I was sort of, sort of on the edge. But when I started traveling, when I started reading books, reading and traveling is what really opened my mind to things and, uh, being in different cultures from, uh, I lived in Europe for a little while and lots mm. of atheists there. And, uh, and so that was a real awakening. And I, I went to China and also many atheists in China. So it started like building up like, wait a minute, why do I think that my, that my town and the people who believe in what they believe there are, are the ones who are right when everyone, how can everyone else be wrong? Sort of. So that's when it all started turning for me. And then, uh, and through these books and, uh, discovering science is really when I, totally made the the switch the realization that i actually really dislike religion nice what uh which out of the books which was your favorite <sighs> my favorite i'm not sure uh i like richard dawkins so the whole you know like god is not real i like sapiens um i can't pronounce the author's name do you know the book i'm talking about Oh, it sounds familiar. Hold on. You, you keep talking and I'll Google it real quick. Okay. It's like a bestseller. It's incredible. Um, the author's fantastic, but um, The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. It's it's uh, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. Um, oh, by uh, and, Oh, boy. Yeah, it's like Yuval... Harari, um, but that book is incredible. Uh, I read like Bill Nye's book too, um, and uh, also a lot uh, of Ricky Gervais. I think he was a huge inspiration for me. I, th I think he's one of the most brilliant, uh, like actors, um, but also he is so incredibly smart. If you actually listen to his stand-up, you can see it. His brilliance uh, just, like, shines through. Nice. An another good comedian that I like is uh, Pat Patton Oswald. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, he's slightly, slightly lesser known than Ricky Gervais, um, but very, very funny, very well-read, um, very irreligious <laughs> yeah um, you said his name was pat Patton oswald Patton oswald okay after the cat yeah he's admittedly i'm also a huge geek and so he's also a big geek so that also how <laughs> that also connects <laughs> um like i think one year for halloween he he paired up with um oh crap what's his name adam <laughs> he's on the mythbusters okay Adam, Adam from Mythbusters, um, but they paired up mm -hmm. and they did a Doc Octopus costume because his kid wanted him to be Doc Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Check him out. 
Pat yes. Oswald. Pat Oswald, yes. Cool. So, um, so which of the places that you were talking about, which was your favorite to visit? Uh, as far as traveling, mm-hmm. um, gosh, that's hard. Maybe Norway. All right. Well, we will learn more about her trip to Norway and more more about Chelsea and stinky stardust feet after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and we're having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Chelsea Pine, author of Stinky Stardust Feed Found on Kickstarter. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Chelsea and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at, at Atheist Talk, or check out the Facebook page, Atheist Talk. There is some housekeeping I need to get to real quick. I want to note our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. We don't have a donor of the week this week or new patrons, but if you want to help us with the donation, please do consider us doing so at our Radio Fund page or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com forward slash Atheist Talk. Minnesota Atheists is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. We couldn't do the show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Minnesota Athe- or for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are the guest and host only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist Organization. Now, with that relevant information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Chelsea Pine, author of Stinky. Stardust feet. Ah. <laughs> it's like every time I'm like stinky feet, stinky feet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. do you want to walk us through the process of of getting your book like from the idea in your head into like the actual mm-hmm. Kickstarter? Sure. Um, well, I wrote this book about a year and a half ago, and it was originally called "God Is Real." Lee just a made up dude. Um, so I wrote it to be very funny in a book that adults would like, specifically atheists, because, uh, some of my jokes in there and my sense of humor was like, I watch a lot of Ricky Gervais. So, so you can imagine it's that sort of, uh, book, but then I ended up, I took it to a, a writing conference and, and I had people there critique it. And they really liked it, but they all said the same thing, which was, you know, uh, like, don't throw mud at others' beliefs. And so I, like, toned it down a lot and sort of made it, um, you know, not so anti-religion, but more like, oh, look how silly we were for believing in mythology. And um, and so I, I made some changes to it. So now it's more of, like, really everyone could appreciate the book. Um, because it's really hard to deny the science that it talks about. Um, but since I since I rewrote it in this way, I just I started moving forward with self publishing. Uh, I couldn't find a publisher who would who would print 
a book that's more taboo, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And so um, I reached out to another author. His name is J.R. Becker, and he has a children's book series that he self-published, which is one of the most beautiful books I've ever seen. Uh, the illustrations are incredible. It's called Annabelle and Aiden. And I literally just wrote him an email telling him how impressed I was. And then he called me and basically coached me through on making Kickstarter, how to do it. So it was incredible having him uh, be there for me and sort of, I would have never thought to make a Kickstarter, but in fact, it's really, it's incredible for marketing and just for getting an idea out and and all that. So over the past few months, uh, I was taking like their videos on the page. So I took like 70 videos because, you know, I can never get it, get it right. I'm not, not a very good actress. So, um, so for the past few months, I've just been, uh, making this whole other project out of the book. So it's a lot of marketing, uh, but it's finally complete. And uh, like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, very, very close to getting it, uh, printed and shipped so so at last it's coming together excellent by the way make sure you do Mm -hmm. annabelle and aiden otherwise you will probably get the annabelle series which is completely different (laughs) but the annabelle and aiden books those look actually pretty awesome yeah they are i mean not sure it's obviously not quite as awesome as your book but (laughs) no they're pretty awesome i have to admit but this is my first book um and so it, for me, it's been a crazy learning experience. I just had no idea everything involved with self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, the little ISBNs on the back of books, like they cost hundreds of dollars. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I had no idea. Like the barcodes cost money and it's just like so many little things you have no idea about. And then it's like, oh, wait, uh, why did I get into this? But um but I've learned so much. So if I if I do continue writing books, then I'll have done all the dirty work, and it'll be much easier the second time. But so far, it's been a really incredible experience. From what I've I've gathered from the incredibly limited knowledge that I have, which I, I cannot <laughs> emphasize enough how limited this knowledge is. But it sounds like writing a book is kind of like, you know getting into that new hobby to like I'll just do it once and the next thing you know you've, you're five yeah. books in and you're just like wait what <laughs> yeah I'll see it we'll see how much energy I have after this one I didn't realize it would take over my life uh, so but it, it's been a you know it's been awesome it's just it's exhausting getting mm-hmm. a book out there but maybe once I have the process down and I know the ins and outs you know children's books that's a cutthroat industry that's what and I've heard it's not very child yeah. friendly. <laughs> it's it's really tough to make it, and and so luckily I, I can self publish, and that's that's one way I can can get my work out. But it just takes so much time to build up momentum and to get noticed, you know. So, but it's happening, and I'm going for it. So, yeah, and it. I was going to say the Kickstarter looks like it's doing pretty well. Granted, that doesn't yeah. mean that our listeners shouldn't totally go out if they know somebody who's, you know, going to have a kid or has kids or they have okay. kids. I'm they sure definitely... you know a kid. Every, everybody knows at least one. 
Yeah. But um, I wanted it to to be a book because I read a lot of children's books uh, when I tutor kids. Mm-hmm. And some of them are really funny. And for me, I so appreciate that. So I know that parents are going to be buying the book. And I want them, if they're reading it with the child, which I hope they do, I don't want them to be, you know, like pulling out their hair. They should enjoy it too. So I'm sure that anyone who reads it will get a kick out of it. Um, you know, it's cute. It's funny. But it's also, I mean, there's science in there. And so I'd be surprised if, if you didn't learn like one thing from the book at least. So as an adult. Well, I was going to say, I mean, just the, the little p- bits and pieces that you have on the Kickstarter. I'm like, I did not know a gray whale could travel that <laughs> yeah, far exactly. in six days. I thought they would have been faster, but. Really? I don't The whales are big. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I figured, you know, they, they, their size should help them, you know, like get technically farther because they don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a long distance to travel in a week, but maybe the current is strong. Yeah, let's see. You said seven hundred miles. Yeah, this weekend, the next weekend, actually, I have to go to Chicago and back, and that's about seven hundred miles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fortunately, we have yeah. the technology of cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whales yes. just need to to get more technology. Oh, whales are super smart. They've got all sorts of brain power and, uh, what is it, the sonic, you know, the the ways they send out with their mind to find things. Oh, the echolocation, but it's not. Yes, exactly. Sonar, sonar. Yeah, so I yeah. think it's sonar when it's right. underwater. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they've got their own tech. They're pretty, they're pretty smart. They just you need to be more like a whale. They just need to be thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is that is the only reason my cats have not taken over my my household. Because they don't have thumbs. Yeah, because they don't have thumbs. Because they outnumber me. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. To get out, well, let's get off topic a little bit. Do you have any pets? I do. Uh, I have a dog, Margot, and she's actually on the website uh, stinkystarsfeet dot com. I, I include her because. She's my life, uh, and so she's in everything I do. I almost put her in the book, too, but I think if I do have another book, she'll be in it. Oh, she better. Now, and see, now <laughs> I'm going to your website because I have to see this puppy. Yeah, she's on there. I think maybe on the About Me page um, about the author. Oh, but um, Yeah, she surfs. She sails. She's, she's an puppy. awesome little dog. Oh! I'm sorry. I'm an animal person. (laughs) If I I live in a condo, which is probably good because I can't have dogs in there. (laughs) However, I do have cats. Yeah. Margo doesn't like cats. Oh, cats (laughs) are so sweet. Or mean. Okay. So now you're going to have, oh my gosh, she's also in the kids only area with big giant glasses. So the kids only area, why don't you tell us about that on the website? So, well, I wanted a website for one for people if they wanted to order the books there, but also for kids because, um, you know, if they're getting to the age where they use iPads and computers, but uh, I wanted to encourage science. So 
you can go to the website if you're a kid and go to the Kids Only tab and check out some experiments like uh, lava lamps, how to make your own lava lamp. I am looking um, at that one right now. And I, I really loved doing that when I was in elementary school. Um, and then you can like take a peek inside the book. There's a section for adults because I know many adults, adults, um, they probably aren't religious, but they don't know a whole lot about science or just how to answer the questions that uh, are important for kids to know. And so I went ahead and I uh, put some of, of the books that helped me uh, discover just, you know, the answers to some big questions. So, nice. Uh, so there's, yeah, there's that for adults as well. Uh, that's but good. yeah, it's just it's just like a cute little website to to be a resource if anybody needs it. That is super cool, especially I especially like the the book like the book suggestions because I admit I'm not always the best at reading them. <laughs> like I, I oh hear, you have to read Sapiens. Oh yeah, I, I often hear the the deconversion of always started reading, and then they start yeah. listing off books. I'm like, haven't read it. Haven't read it. Haven't read it. <laughs> I mean, there's so many books, though, and so oh, yes. little time. It feels like, um, luckily, Stinky Stardust Feet shouldn't take but a few minutes to get through, you know, so. Excellent. Excellent. It will make be, time for that. It's good for the uh, person looking at atheism on the go. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, we will be back in just a moment. Please stay with us. I'm Hertzy Hertz. You're listening to myself and Chelsea Pine, author of Stinky Stardust Feet on Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, on this cold, cold day in studio talking with Chelsea Pine via Skype. This is our final segment with Chelsea. And if you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, peruse a calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Le- Weekly email which lets you know what link which gives you links to upcoming events we always have a ton of activities going around the twin cities and the outlying suburbs for example we have our dinner with the board coming up on april 14th and i know that in june we're looking at also doing a end of the world party uh so put your who's gonna say so start getting your your thoughts on for that it is going to be awesome and I have been helping with the menu for the dinner with the board, and it is going to be mouthwatering. It is so good. It's also a great conversation, great chance to have a conversation with board members. If you enjoy the show and all Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out the hows and the whys on the website. And now back to our conversation with Chelsea Pine, author of Stinky Stardust Feet. Welcome back, there Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I have I have to admit, I've actually run out of questions. <laughs> Is there anything you just want to talk about? Sure. Um, so 
I can just tell you kind of why I decided to write the book, and you've probably seen it too, but I find that everything on Facebook, especially if being from the South, so, you know, I've got all these uh, people sharing things on Facebook about, um, you know, the, how to justify things with religion, and I think that, for me, a, a big proponent of writing this book has to do with the environment, because I want kids to really care for this earth. It's the only one we've got. It's not a gift from some some guy, you know, that we can do whatever we want with. Um, and so for me, seeing all these posts on social media about denying that, you know, like the water, the sea temperature is getting warmer and the corals are dying or whatever it may be. Um, I actually am going to ask you to pause on that. I'm so sorry, Chelsea, because we actually have a call from... David uh-huh. in San Francisco? Oh, hey, morning. Yeah, I hate to interrupt. Uh, she was getting on a good point there. I Maybe I could tie to it. Um, as you are probably well aware, there are people uh, in the religious right who are almost apocalypse groupies. Oh, they, yes. They just mm-hmm. love the idea that the apocalypse is coming uh, and that, you know, we should almost welcome it. It's It's bizarre at, at, you know, at every level of it. And um, the idea that they're intentionally ignoring it is almost a, um, well, it, it's almost psychological mismanagement. It, it, somebody has intentionally created a, a, you know, a schism in all of the old established churches about, you know, being stewards of the earth. Instead of being stewards, they say we should welcome the apocalypse and make slaves out of the angels to clean it all up. So um, I'm just wondering if uh, you know you or any of your guests are uh, are familiar with these apocalypse groupies and what it's going to take to turn them around. Um, so actually, I I have a morbid interest in things like cults and such. Um, there's a there's a podcast <laughs> called Cults. Uh, it's on the Parcast Network. Definitely suggest it. And they they study a fair number of these. And honestly, I don't know if there is a way to get them out um, because a lot of these apocalyptic ideas do kind of go into a very cultish area. Um the more the more you bring evidence and such to them that this may not be correct, usually the the harder they dig in with their heels. Um, though I think David, if you want to message us at radio at mnatheist.org, org, I would love to do a show about apocalyptic such. Sure. All right. So yeah, send me send us a message and I'll get back to you and. I know we're booked a little bit, but maybe we can match it up with our um, end of the world party. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, David. All right. Good week. And let your uh, your other guest uh, finish up that point because oh, uh, absolutely. You know, we're out here by the Pacific Ocean and uh, we can't stand mm-hmm. much more of this pollution. No. And that, right. and that ocean is creeping up. Yeah. Yeah. All hey, right. thanks again. Thank you. Chelsea, if you want to finish... Yeah, so um, for me, yeah, the environment was, uh, and the evidence surrounding it, for me, was a big proponent because I always see people saying, denying evidence. So I'm like, how can you deny evidence, and then how do you believe in the lack of evidence? 
And for me, that's so twisted. And, um, and that's really why I want to see kids who, who look for evidence in that they can tell a difference between a claim, uh, you know, just, you know, this is what this person says, but if they can't prove it or if they can't back it up or show any sort of evidence or anything like this, then maybe we should not agree with them or we should do a little more research before we decide if we are on which side do we fall. Um, and so that was a huge ordeal for me is that uh, the kids need to be more informed about who they listen to and how they get their information. Uh, I see it all over the news, you know, exaggerated stories, uh, you know, lies left and right. Just I want kids to be able to tell a difference and to just to be skeptical, you know, Absolutely. Uh, challenge authority. That's basically it. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's, and I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes out there too that's just unscientific. Like when somebody says, mm-hmm. hey, I found the cure for cancer, it's, you know, coffee. Kale. Kale, <laughs> coffee. And not to say that mm-hmm. kale isn't bad, it's just not going to cure cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, and so. Exactly. Yeah. I think, you, you know, I, and I, idea for a potential second book then would be how to how to take that research and understand claims mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah well this book touches on the scientific method um, you know with his with his feet and his stink but uh <laughs> yeah i think it could spin off of that and go even further for for some older kids oh, yeah. but uh the end the end of the book is pretty much it and it's really cute how it's all about encouraging the reader to be proactive. You know, don't don't send thoughts and prayers. You know, get up and go after your solution. You know, take your problem head on because you can. You are the one who can make a difference. And so, the end is all about like if there's something worth believing in, it's you. You don't have to pray for a good life. You know, you can go and live it. So, yeah. so that's really what I'm hoping to see. And in the next little generation of kids we got coming up. Oh, that sounds awesome. Well, if and if you're ever up in Minnesota, the actually the Science Museum of Minnesota has an area that's all about learning how to identify claims and such. Oh, yeah. I encourage all of our guests to come to Minnesota because Minnesota is (laughs) awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love to have you join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. I'm proud to be on the air with KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.